0: Welcome back to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am grateful you are here with me. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. You may be over there in your corner of the world, but we are here together. Thank you so much for joining me. What I love most about this podcast is there is also a corresponding community space. It is called the Soul Circle Community. It is off of social media, so there are none of those distractions. And I would love for you to come hang out with me there. You can learn more about it in the link below or on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. Come stop on by, introduce yourself. This week, I wanted to chat a little bit about traveling. It is something that is near and dear to my heart, that I absolutely love doing, and I think it has such great importance and significance to be able to get outside of your own home, to leave your little comfort zone bubble. I know right here where I live, this is definitely my comfort zone, the place where I can arrive, be exactly who I am, and it's wonderful, right? There's very little discomfort here. We have created just a beautiful little sanctuary for ourselves. But there is something to be said about stepping outside of those doors, exploring the world, seeing what's out there, going into the uncomfortable, and finding your way out of it. Years ago, I read a book called Cuba Through the Night, and it was by Pico Ayer. It just talks about his travels through Cuba and the people that he was interacting with. And I loved it because there was so much of this curiosity. And I know we recently were talking about curiosity, but there was so much about it in there and having this willingness to stay open, to stay open to whatever is in front of you. And one of my favorite quotes from him about travel I want to share with you guys. Let me just pull it up real quick. And he says, we travel initially to lose ourselves and we travel next to find ourselves. We travel to open our hearts and eyes and learn more about the world than our newspaper will accommodate. We travel to bring what little we can to our ignorance and knowledge to those parts of the globe where riches are differently dispersed. And we travel, in essence, to become young fools again. To slow down time and get taken in and to fall in love once more. Oh, and I love that so much. This idea of traveling to, to lose ourselves. But in the end, what really ends up happening is we find ourselves, right? When we are out seeking to learn, we come back home who we are and we learn things about ourselves that might have been there the whole entire time. Yet, when you're not kind of pushing yourself and testing yourselves and getting outside of that comfort zone, you almost forget that you have that as a superpower. And you forget the strength that's inside of you when you're being tested a little bit. But it is there. And this is what travel does to us. It pulls us out of exactly what we know. And puts us deep into the unknown. Unknown in the way of even right here. I know exactly where the grocery store is. I know how far away it is. If I want to order Thai food, I know who to call, right? My comforts, they're right here. They're around. I know how to find them easily. As soon as you leave your environment, and it doesn't even mean that you have to go on a long, wild, crazy trip. Maybe you just decide to venture the next town over to a place you haven't explored and see what's there. And when you're in that space, you don't know where the nearest grocery store is. You don't know what food is going to be delicious for you. You have to learn it. You have to figure it out. You have to do some research. And that takes time and a bit of exploring. And it can be uncomfortable right? I can absolutely be uncomfortable. And there are people I know that thrive in that uncomfortableness. And then for other people, it can be paralyzing. And I'm sort of a mix of both because I want my my creature comforts, right? But at the same time, I am really excited to see things that are new. But when it comes to the researching part of a trip, I can go down a rabbit hole, but then I never really truly map things out in a way that I wish I was better at. There are some people who have like a whole itinerary. They know where the best place is to go get a cup of coffee. They know a restaurant they want to try, a museum they want to visit, whatever it is. I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And then sometimes that means I'm losing a lot of time because rather than being prepared, I'm now doing my research as I'm sitting in my hotel room, (laughs) which is not always the best use of time, right? But it's important. It's important to, to spread our wings, to go do things that are a little bit different, something that you might not be used to. And I know that we have talked about this a few times on here. And I really, I feel it deep in my heart. And I do have a trip coming up it is going to be the very first time that we are taking Emma on an airplane and to be honest I'm a bit nervous about that because I don't know how she's going to do and I think she'll be fine with the travel with the moving around she's pretty easygoing in that regard she's so very curious oh my goodness whenever we are out she is just looking around taking in everything wants to see it all she will Rather look around and observe everything than eat. Like she is super, super curious. But the whole ear pressure thing, how's that going to (laughs) work? That's what is kind of making me a bit nervous. And it's going to be what it is, right? There's that part of me that needs to let go of any expectations to be able to go with the flow in the moment, whatever it may be. And if she is screaming, I mean, what can you do? I can comfort her, console her. But I mean, as adults, we know how to kind of alleviate that pressure from our ears. But as kids, they have no idea how to do that. So, you know, I've heard feed them on going up and coming down, maybe get a pacifier. So we'll try it. We'll see what happens. But it's this now, right? It's this feeling of the unknown where we have no idea what's going to happen. You can only prepare so much. And then what happens? Life Life takes over. And you're in that moment where you just need to be in the moment. And you'll see what's happening. And you'll kind of have to figure it out (laughs) from there, right? And that's all we can ever, ever do in life. We can prepare so, so much. But that's it. Because No amount of preparation will prepare you maybe for actually what's happening. Because it could be a total curveball that is thrown your way. And Dustin was getting a little bit of anxiety about flying and all of this. And I, oh, I get it. Totally, totally get it because it is very nerve wracking. But he was working himself up so much. And I was saying, what is, what is this, this constant thought of the worry doing for you? Is it benefiting you in any way? It's like, well, you know, it's making me be prepared to think I have to remember to take this. I have to remember to take this and make sure I also have this. I'm like, okay, that that part is good because it's getting that kind of stuff aligned. But then what else is it doing for you? Like nothing. It's just making me crazy. Like, yeah. And it's so hard to stop that loop, right? Because we're worried, we're nervous, we're unsure. And you're thinking, oh, my God, now what happens if we're in the air and she gets sick? What happens if we both get sick and she doesn't get sick? But now, oh, my goodness, how are we going to take care of her? So many things to worry about. So many. And, okay, you can prepare for if those things inevitably do happen. But that extra worry is bringing us down. You know, it's spiraling. And it's not, not good. It's not good for anyone. So, it's really taking that deep breath, stepping back, realizing we can control what we can control. And then outside of that, it's really, really beyond, right? And so, what's the next best thing to do? Just simply be in the moment you're in. And in that moment, we're all healthy. We're getting ready to go on a wonderful trip. Everything is packed. We've double checked. We've got what we got. And know what? Like the Girl Scout said, dear God, I pray that if there's something I forgot, let it not be important. <laughs> Before we were going on a a camping trip, my troop leader always said that when we were younger. And now anytime I leave for a trip, I always say that in my head. Let it just not be important, right? And we're going to Florida, to my aunt's house. Whatever we need is able to be easily picked up. We're not going to a desolate area where you have to make sure you have everything. I mean, If we need more diapers, so we go to the store and get more diapers. If we need more formula, same, you know, no big deal. And it's really remembering that, remembering that we can figure things out, right? Even when we are in that uncomfortable stage of life, we can figure it out. We can find our way. And so, why not open ourselves up to what's beyond our doors and go and see it? Years ago, this was when. I was working at Chili's, and my friend's friend got a brand new car, and she wanted to drive cross-country, and God, it sounds like such an exciting thing to do, right? Jump into the car and drive cross-country, so of course, I said yes to this grand adventure, and that's what we did. All three of us piled into her. It was a Toyota Matrix. Yeah, brand new, wonderful little car, tiny, but fabulous. And we drove from New Jersey all the way to California. And along the way, we stopped at different places. Um, we stopped at our sister's house with one girl. We stopped at uh, my friend's mom's house in California. We visited other places along the way. And it was incredible because I grew up in New Jersey, lived here most of my life. I lived in Pennsylvania for a short amount of time. But other than that, you know, I've been in the same area. I moved from my childhood home, but only about 20 minutes away. <laughs> so nothing drastically different, right? Everything pretty much looked the same around the area. But when you leave this area and travel out west, oh my goodness, it's spectacular. And I have traveled before. I have gone to Oregon, to California, to other places, but I've always taken a plane. And so. There's something about leaving and arriving somewhere else so quickly, which is amazing and incredible. And any time I'm flying in the air, all I think about is how amazing that experience this is, right? You think you fall asleep in New Jersey. You wake up, you get on the plane. A few hours later, you're in California. How did that happen? <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Totally across the country. But driving provided this incredible opportunity where there was so many amazing things to see. And little opportunities to just stop along the side of the road and check something out. And we didn't have like a very strict agenda. We knew, you know, where we're going. There were certain places we had to be at certain times. But other than that, we had a lot of freedom and openness to kind of veer off, to slow down, to look around. And there was one part, I don't even remember what state we were in, but we pulled over onto the side of the road and there was this little mountain. We're like, oh my goodness, let's climb to the top and see what it looks like because it wasn't huge. It was, you know, scalable. And so we did and we got up there and you just see this beautiful view. And it's funny because we had taken pictures up there, but the way that the land was it didn't even look like at all that we had climbed anything. It just still looked like it was flat land. I'm like, no, but we climbed to get up there. But how fun to be able to be like, no, what? I just want to pull over and check this out and see what's over there. And so many little things along the way. We pulled over in Colorado and we were hungry, looking for something to eat. And this was before like you really had a cell phone where you're Googling things. This was a time where we did have cell phones to call, but you didn't really have the internet the way that you have it now, right in the palm of your hand. And so you're kind of like looking around for things, figuring it out along the way. We had our our MapQuest map, (laughs) you know, that you would print out. It wasn't no Google Maps. We were using an actual map at times. And we stopped in this quaint little town, you know, it was like a little main street. And we went into this store that said pizza on the front. And when you walked in, they sold pizza. But then they also had a video store. You could rent a tuxedo. You could get balloons. You could do pretty much everything in this one little tiny store. And it just cracked us up because it's like, wow, you know, so different from the metropolitan area that we're living in, where there's so many different stores for so many different things. And here in this quaint little town, they just got this one store for a lot. And we loved it. So much fun. But you don't get to see those things when you're flying through the air. You just go from one place to the next. But in that instance, we really had the opportunity to do it. And the country is beautiful. I always think, oh, I want to travel overseas. I want to do this. But there's so much to see right here in the U.S. So much. And it could just be a car ride away or a car ride all the way across the United States. One thing that Dustin and I are dreaming about is renting an RV and going cross country. I just think it would be so much fun to have the three of us see the world in that way. And to really explore, explore what's out there. He's never been out West and seen, you know, those red amazing colors in the rocks and there's something about just the openness of the land here you look up and you see telephone wires and everything in your view wherever you're looking and i remember just driving like picturesque this long two-lane road with just wide open spaces And either sides, and beautiful mountains in the distance. And there was not one single telephone wire in view. And it was stunning and beautiful and open and airy, and there's something about being in that space and seeing it and feeling it. And what I always love to do is look up at the sky because what is incredible is we're all underneath the same sky. We're all seeing the same sun, the same moon, the stars, no matter where you are. And I would always look up and just imagine, you know, how incredible that is. There were Even if I was in New Jersey, I would be looking up and seeing this. But in New Jersey, there'd be so much in the way. There, out west, nothing, nothing in the way. And with not having as much noise pollution with all light pollution, sorry, with all the extra lights, the amount of stars we were able to see was incredible. Absolutely incredible. You don't realize how many stars are in that sky, (laughs) but man, absolutely spectacular. And so travel is definitely something that is in my genes and something that I encourage others to do. And again, it does not mean having to take a big trip. It can really just mean going around the block, going somewhere you've never been before that's close to home. There are so, so, so many things close to home. No need to book a crazy, fancy trip. Take a day trip somewhere. Go a little further than you've ever been. If there's, you know, a town that you always go to, go to the next one over. See what's there instead. Just be exploratory, be curious, be open to what's around. And know that it can really give you the opportunity to open up your heart and to grow. Oh, so much growth can happen. And I love that. Love it, love it, love it so much. And I'm excited to to travel with Emma, even though the flight is making me nervous. <laughs> I'm excited to have her see new things to give her these opportunities to go places that are brand new to her and as kids we didn't travel on airplanes so this is pretty big you know that I'm able to afford her this opportunity to do with her i think i took my first flight when i was probably i was somewhere in high school cuz i remember it was Going from New Jersey to Pittsburgh was my very first flight and flying by myself. Well, not by myself. It was me and my brother at the time. And my family was going out to Pittsburgh to visit my aunt and uncle. But my brother and I had a really big track meet that we wanted to go to. So we went to the track meet and then my one aunt drove us to the airport and me and my brother flew together by ourselves, to Pittsburgh, but then drove home with my family. And so that was the very first time on an airplane. I don't fully remember it. I remember like going to the airport. I remember them picking us up on the other end when we arrived. But the flight itself is somewhere tucked inside my memories, but not super very clear. But as kids, you know, we never took trips far. Our family vacations were always down to the Jersey Shore. We would go there for a week or two weeks, and it was amazing. The best summers that we've ever had. Loved going down there. And that's what it is. You know, it doesn't have to be this crazy wild thing. It could just be going to the beach for the day. You know, that's it. That's all you really have to do. Just get yourself out of what you know. Go somewhere new. Explore. Open your heart. Open your mind. And invite a friend along to do it with you. You know, it is fun to do it alone, but invite someone else to come along and do it with you and see what you learn, see how you feel, see how things might shift inside of you in ways you never expected, right? A whole new world of opportunity for sure. What I love about the trip that I am taking now is we are going to visit my aunt and when my mom had passed away, this kind of tradition started. And my aunt would usually rent a house in Florida Keys for, oh my gosh, many months, I think, because she was in the garden business. And then when that business was in the off season, they took their vacations and really enjoyed their time. And so after my mom had passed, she invited me to go down there with her, along with my dad. And so, me and my dad, and two of my other aunts went down to visit her. And we had an absolute blast. It was so much fun. And it was great to be able to get to spend that time with my dad, to get to spend that time with my aunts and just have wholesome family time. You know, we didn't do much. We swam in the pool, we hung out, we fished, we danced to music, played games, and There was so much laughter. And every year since then, we have been going back to visit her. And now she actually officially moved to Florida. So the past two years, I think the past two years, we went to her actual house. And so that's where we are going again this year. And it's just, it's wonderful to have this tradition, to have this time. And to know that, you know, we can just be together love it. And there's something truly wonderful about traditions, right? And having them and keeping them and really tending to them. Because traditions don't happen unless you are tending to them. You're making them happen. You have to be the one to kind of show up, right? And so that's where we're going. And it's going to be great. (laughs) And it will be what it is on the plane. And I'll report back and let you know how it all went. But you yourself, take yourself out of your comfort zone. Go where you've never been before and report back in. Come to the Soul Circle community and share. Please, please, please share where you went, what you did, what you saw. I would love, love, love to hear about it. All right. Now, I've been closing out the podcast this year by pulling a cart. And I'm going to do the same because I love this experience and these are something that is part of a tradition in my life, having these cards. It is something that I got into years ago and I just use them sort of as a little, a little something to tuck in my pocket, right? So I invite you to be open to whatever message we are about to receive to know that the message is for all of us. And maybe it's something that you've been kind of pushing away, that you need to hear. Maybe it's a reminder. Or maybe you're like, oh my goodness, that's not for me. But it actually might be. So be really open to what we're about to hear. I'm shuffling the cards up. And I am using my favorite deck that I have right now, because it always switches and changes. But right now, I'm really drawn to the Angel Guide Oracle by Kyle Gray. And let's see what our message is for this week. Hmm. Ooh, vulnerability and freedom. And before I read the message in the book, just think about what does that mean for you? Vulnerability and freedom. Is there a space in your life where you might need to be a little bit more vulnerable? I don't know. And the book says, angels are with you now to boost your confidence because they can see how harsh some of the experiences you have endured have been. They want you to know that vulnerability gives you the chance to find a strength that will bring you freedom. To move into that freedom, your angel guide is encouraging you to take some time today to connect with the parts of yourself that you love and admire. Know that your sensitivity is not a curse, but a gift. You are an emotionally connected soul. And although recent waves of emotions may have overwhelmed you, those emotions are great reminders of how much you care about living truthfully and in a positive way. So take some time to value the traits and quirks that make you the unique person you are. That will allow the world to value them too. Oh, what a great card. (sighs) What an absolutely great, great card. And this is really hitting home for me because I have been in some really challenging times right now. And this reminder that you're... You... uh, You don't need to be different than who you are, right? You can stand in your truth and you can share kind of what's in your heart with others. And that will open up this door of connection. And that vulnerability really does give you strength to step into your freedom. Because when you push it all beneath the surface and you kind of try to pretend that it's not there, what is that really doing for you? You're hiding behind this armor right? And you're putting up a wall. There's no opportunity for connection. But if maybe you drop that wall a little bit and share, others can feel and see really who you are and how you're feeling. And it goes on to say, it isn't always easy to put yourself out there. It's not, right? Absolutely not but you are being encouraged to do so now. Oh my goodness, just what I was saying. Drop the shields and barriers that you have put up because these walls are preventing the world from seeing your light. Your angel guide is reminding you that you don't need to protect yourself because God can do that for you. Whenever you feel vulnerable or unsafe, old habits and patterns will want to kick in. But call on the light of God and surrender your need to protect yourself. When you give angels permission to come in and help you, they will. They will guide you toward freedom, joy, and your highest good. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful words. Standing in that vulnerability and in doing so, leading to your freedom. That's incredible. And what ways can you open up a bit? Can you allow others to really, truly see who you are? to share your heart and shine your light? Because the world needs to see it. The world absolutely needs to see it. And how can you allow the world into this beautiful space? Dropping that shield, putting it down, giving yourself permission to put yourself out there. Yes, yes, yes. So beautiful. So wonderful. Oh, I thank you for being here, for tuning in and listening, being a part of this community space. It is wonderful and amazing to have you here. This podcast would be nothing without you on the other end of the microphone. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode. But until then, stay open, stay curious, allow yourself to be vulnerable, and just live from your heart. Love you so, so much. Have a wonderful week and we will talk soon.